Hey there, this is your host, Heather, and in the Healthy Brain Podcast, I will demystify brain science, share tips and productivity tools to recharge your life, improve your health, and increase your energy, and overall kickstart your motivation to reach your true potential. So let's get started. Hey everyone, thanks for joining me today for this episode. Most of these episodes that I've been sharing have been previously recorded and I'm reloading them onto the Healthy Brain podcast because they did eliminate the podcast episode. So I'm reloading them. So you may hear in the podcast that I refer to possibly a challenge that has uh, occurred in the past and there won't be any links for that challenge in the show notes. But I do recommend that I'd love to have you follow me and connect over on Instagram, Heather Colwich, or send me uh, an email, heathercolwichwellness at gmail.com. And also, you can always set up a coaching, complimentary coaching consult. And just to find out about what this is all about the coaching. I have a three-month package that I usually do with most of my clients to start off with, one-on-one coaching, and I would love to help you or even just talk about where you're getting stuck, give you some ideas, and see if it's a good fit for working with me. I would love to have you share this episode and with any of your friends, make sure they know about it, and give it a thumbs up if that's possible or share it of course in a review that would be appreciated thank you so much and if you have any questions you can always email me thank you enjoy the episode hey everyone welcome to the healthy brain podcast episode 59 today we're talking about neuroplasticity versus neurogenesis And maybe you've heard of neuroplasticity, but you've never heard of neurogenesis, or maybe you think they're the same thing. Really, neuroplasticity has been used, that word has been used in a lot of different ways. And I just want to explain what the two, what they are, the two things as far as the brain is involved. It's all, it's all about brain and how to grow your brain specifically to improve memory, learning, and improve your mood. Thanks again for joining me today, and I really appreciate if you can rate and review. It helps in getting this information out to people. My goal is to really demystify brain science and really bring in some practical applications that you can do. You don't have to spend a lot of money. It's just a shift that you can do in your lifestyle and it will really help your brain function and help you live a happier life. With this particular topic, it is something that I'm weaving in my work also as a speech pathologist when I work in brain rehabilitation, but I also talk to my coaching clients about the importance of neurogenesis, and it's really keeping our brain vibrant and radiant and uh, growing in a way, keeping our brain growing because It's just like a muscle. If you don't use your brain, 
just like if you don't use a muscle, the muscle will atrophy. Because my viewpoint is really the more information you know, the better choices you can make. And it's to get clear about the information about our brain. And, and it's a lot of people talk about mindset. I talk about mindset. And that is a huge part. But when you understand how the brain is working and how lifestyle factors really influence your brain, then you can really apply the mindset tools. Because often when I start working with some people uh, with coaching clients, they want to make these changes. So they want to make these mindset shifts and they want to improve their health. But they have a disconnect and think that it's just an on-off switch, that uh, it's just one thing. Well, there's multiple things that people can do to help them feel more clarity and more focus. And many people that I talk to, even myself, we are sort of in a brain fog when we're not taking care of ourselves through the different things that I'll talk about today. And it's specifically because our brain is foggy. It really is not working to its maximum capacity. So today, let's get into talking about the, the differences of neuroplasticity and neurogenesis, like what are what is that term? And also, I'm going to give you ways to improve both of them in your brain. Many people think that neuroplasticity is the same of, as neurogenesis, but it isn't. They, it's almost like what comes before the chicken or the egg. Sometimes that I can see how that correlation could be made, but let me just give you the, the definition and the explanation. So neuroplasticity is the adaptive changes that happen in the brain. It's a response to new stress and the new stress it doesn't have to be negative stress it's stress in a, a, a way that the brain has to change in order to for example remember a new way a new uh, route to the work route to the work <laughs> a new commute to work um, a new way of doing something so it doesn't have to be a negative stress. It can be a positive stress, but a stress in this particular explanation just means you're challenging your brain to adapt to what you want to remember, what you want to do, how you want to um, act, all right? The neuroplasticity improves communication between neurons. So think of it like, um, sort of like the highway, okay? A neuroplasticity, it's like the road that you're gonna take. You uh, would take a different road to go to uh, the grocery store, a different uh, road to go to an exercise class, a different road to work. And maybe you're changing the place where you shop for groceries. Maybe you're changing the place that you go grocery shopping uh, or taking the exercise class. So you would take a different route. That neuroplasticity, your brain adapts to the needs that your life is, uh, the challenges and the need that your life is demanding of the brain. Now, neurogenesis is actually the growth of new 
nerve cells, new neurons. And that in itself is, is different because the highway is the neuroplasticity, whereas the neurogenesis is the new cells. So it's like there's a new grocery store, there's a new exercise class uh, location, there's a new job that you're doing. The locations like where you're actually going to, that is what has increased in number. So the neurons. It's interesting that when I first started in this brain rehabilitation area many years ago, over 20 years ago, we knew of the neuroplasticity. So some people say, well, we never knew we could change the brain. Well, we actually, we did know because we were in cognitive therapy and speech language pathology therapy. We worked on this um, helping people to find new pathways and to stimulate the brain to regenerate uh, after a stroke, after a brain injury, after brain surgery. But there's more and more research out that the brain is definitely more neuroplastic than we thought 20 years ago. So the new thing though in the last I don't know if it's been 10, 15 years, but it's this idea of neurogenesis. That is one thing that we never really thought we could increase the number of neurons, the number of nerve cells. We, we thought in the medical field that once uh, a neuron was gone, it was gone. There's no way to regenerate. And research is showing that there's some areas that are that increase in the number of nerve cells. One area is the hippocampus, and that's in charge of the memory and new learning and mood. Another area is the olfactory bulb, which is really the, the where you smell. Um, the brain transfers the message of a smell. And that, interestingly, that area has shown to increase in uh, neurogenesis. That's, that's why some experts would say that uh, when you, you can connect a certain memory to a smell, you know, it takes you right back, it's because of that neurogenesis. The other area that is, um, there's some research out there is the prefrontal cortex and the cerebellum to increase the number of nerve cells. So really, really interesting. Now, you can take this information and say, well, I can't I mean, how does it apply to me uh, in my everyday life? Well, like I said, if you don't use your brain and challenge your brain, then the neurons will die away. And that's where we see degenerative changes in the brain. Uh, if we could take a peek at people's brain, they would be more, probably more um, concerned about their brain, but we're more concerned about our physical body, which I, again, that is very important. We want to have a strong, flexible body, but changes in the brain happen 20 to 30 years before a diagnosis of Alzheimer's before the degenerative changes are noticeable 
in your daily life where you're forgetting things or maybe you have um, word finding, you can't think of something, uh, the name of, of, well, someone's name, you, you forget somebody's name who you knew fairly well. So it's important to understand that this neuroplasticity and neurogenesis is something that we need to uh, take priority. And how can you then increase neuroplasticity and how can you increase neurogenesis? Well, I want to talk about neurogenesis first. Now, the things that will decrease nerve regeneration, so um, the production of nerve cells, so neurogenesis, so something that's going to decrease it, and that's what we don't want. But these are not a surprise, but the research has shown that stress, sleep deprivation, getting older, excessive alcohol, excessive sugar, and uh, certain types of foods as, and increased saturated fats will actually decrease neurogenesis. And we, we know, we've heard, stress management is important. Slep, uh, sleep uh, quality is important. Uh, limiting alcohol intake, limiting processed foods and inflammatory foods. Why are they, why is this important? It's specifically because the nerve cells decrease. You actually kill off some of your nerve cells when you're um, sleep deprived, super stressed, uh, eating poorly, all right? So that's why we need to be really aware of what we're doing to improve our brain function. Now, what are some things that will improve neurogenesis? Well, sleep quality. So it's almost the reverse, right? Sleep quality, stress management. Um, when you, there's some uh, really great connection with, in the hippocampus with activity. So something that increases the blood flow to the brain is really, really important. Vigorous cardiovascular activity, something that gets the heart rate up for 20 minutes, has been shown to increase the number of nerve cells in the hippocampus. And it does so through the brain-derived neurotrophic factor. And that is a factor that increases, the, that, that number increases, and then it results in an increase in neurogenesis in the, this area specifically, the hippocampus for new learning, for memory, for mood. Something, anything that can increase the blood flow to the brain will be very helpful for neurogenesis. Intermittent fasting has been shown to be beneficial for neurogenesis. The intake of omega-3s, the intake of flavonoids, the intake of resveratrol, which is uh, found in red wine, but also can be found in grapes, um, grape juice. I believe there's a couple of um, non-alcoholic versions of resveratrol. Plus, you can take a, a little supplement if you're interested. But what is something that you could do right today to increase neurogenesis? Get active and get your heart rate up. 
lower your stress, sleep quality, that's huge across the board, limit the processed foods and increase the, um, the, the areas that I just mentioned, omega-3s, flavonoids, that's in the fruits and veggies, like the really colorful fruits and veggies. All right, so there, there you got the, the neurogenesis, uh, what, how to improve neurogenesis. Oh, the other thing is new learning. So learning something, especially after you have exercised, seem to really keep those new neurons, um, the new neurons that have developed in the hippocampus. And when you can learn something within an hour or two of exercising will help your brain to hold on to those nerve cells. All right, so what about neuroplasticity? What can you do to improve neuroplasticity? Change up your routine. You know, we get, I'm all for routine, so it makes us more efficient, but why not change up your routine and take a different commute to work, uh, a different way to do something. If you've uh, always done a certain task a certain way, change it up, do it a different way. Some people will say even use your left hand. If you're right-handed, use your left hand. So you're using, you need to basically challenge your brain to do things differently because when we're in a routine and do things automatically, it the brain stores that routine in a different area of the brain, but when we do something new, it challenges the activation of the brain in different areas. So it means getting in the flow state also. It means um, neuroplasticity will, imp will increase when you challenge your brain, but also when you go into a flow state, when you allow a little bit of um, ease in the brain. Now also, the cool thing is, is that you can use different parts of your brain by doing different things. When you go get in the flow, let's say you have a job that's very left brain, that means it's very task orientated, very logical, very sequential, then it's important to activate the right side of the brain, which is more creative. So when you're looking at maybe during the week, you're right into your work on the weekends, add in the hobbies, the things that would activate that right side, that creativity, that will stimulate neuroplasticity. We want to look at using the different areas of our brain and that will keep our brain growing, the neuroplasticity of the brain. And it's amazing that we can continue to challenge our brain, we can continue to grow our brain because the end result is that we want to be able to have a higher quality of living and to have the uh, mood boosting uh, effect of the brain and that is shown with neurogenesis. And we wanna have the ability to remember, learn new things and to remember what, we're, what we are learning. So these are some simple ways that you can really uh, stimulate neurogenesis and neuroplasticity. I hope you found this helpful. Also, make sure if you're interested, and I know you are because you're listening to this, I in uh, booking a 
coaching consult with me. It's a breakthrough call and I will get on the call with you. We'll talk about what you're working on and maybe some obstacles that you're finding that um, are inhibiting your growth and you achieving your goals. And really, I love talking to people in the first couple of sessions so they can get an idea on the steps that will take in order for you to change your life and really manage the stress, manage the chaos in your life in order to live out your dreams. So take care, everybody. Namaste. Namaste.